This show is being brought to you by Bedroom Candy by Candy Burris, a total intimate care company designed for women, men, and couples to enhance pleasure. All right, let's get started with the show. It's been a while since I recorded with you guys. I've been out enjoying the weather. I did some travel. I've been really busy with my bedroom candy business. I've been um, spending time with family. I have been renewing um, and restoring my relationship, which has been great. Um, We're planning to take things to the next level, but more on that later, somewhere down the road. Um, Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about... What's happening in the news because obviously I don't have a guest today and um, but there are a lot of things that I want to talk about and I don't want to delay the show any further because I have been putting it off for so long. Um, But this morning I woke up and I'm having my coffee now. It's not Sunday though. It's Monday. Mm. And um, I woke up to one of my favorite motivational Speakers. Her name is Stormy Wellington. If you don't know her, um, check her out on Instagram at Coach Stormy or at Girl Hold My Hand. And she's a extremely motivating black woman. She talks about she's a millionaire, multimillionaire. Um, she's a motivational speaker, and she's just an overall badass. And I follow her religiously, like every day. I'm even considering joining her team at some point because um, I think that motivational speaking um, definitely appeals to me, but more so the money-making aspect of of her business. I'm really interested in, in that as well, creating financial freedom. So that's the reason why I watch her every day. Like she's extremely inspiring and she's she's a little hood which you know is fine by me um I think she's relatable um and she's completely vulnerable you know and I and I love that vulnerability about her I don't always agree with everything that she says which is what I'm want to talk to you about today so I woke up to her giving a message about Tony Robbins and for those of you who are not familiar with Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is a self-made, um, self-help guru. He has hundreds of thousands of followers. He's multi, multi-millionaire, um, has been connected to Oprah, the Kardashians, um, all kinds of celebrities. And, um, he's been accused, um, added to the long list of, um, of men who are being accused of uh, sexual harassment and sexual misconduct. And, um, you know, so this falls into, falls in line with the whole Me Too movement and the exposure of men who are, you know, taking advantage of women, trying to seek opportunities for leadership and mentorship and just, you know, just trying to go about their everyday lives working. Um, and he's been accused, um, I don't know how many women in total. I think it's actually it's total of nine former staffers have accused him of um, sexual advances um, and, and, and inappropriate exposure, so nudity. And um, so Stormy Wellington 
um, has been under his tutelage. So he, Tony Robbins, has been a mentor to Stormy, right? Someone who I really um, admire and respect in the business world. And um, she came out yesterday with this video basically in support of him, telling her story and talking about, you know, how she came up from nothing and how Tony was the one who, you know, motivated her to, um, to, to go forward, be great. You know, her story is extremely inspiring. She, you know, is a single mom. She had nothing. She was a stripper. She, um, you know, was living in her car, the whole thing. Right. And then she rose to, um, you know, to become this, um, multimillion dollar, um, earner and book writer and motivational speaker and what have you. And, um, so she came out in support of Tony. And so, you know, I wrote in the comments to this message, you might hear my dog in the background because, I need to walk him and it's super early and I haven't done it yet. Um, but if you hear him, just ignore him. It's my, my sweet fur baby Max. Um, so I feel like, you know, great. He helped you out, but there's a fine line between, um, supporting somebody, um, who is, you know, uh, uh, you know, someone that you, admire and respect and love in some cases and, um, having to choose between whether to support that person publicly or, um, distance yourself. Right. And so for a lot of people, loyalty is like, is like a big deal, but to what extent, right? I personally feel like before you jump out of the gate, supporting somebody, find out, if these things are true, okay, he, he helped you in your life and your career. That's great. But that doesn't make him any less of, um, a sexual predator. Right. And so, you know, I hate to be like all judgy cause you know, I love this woman. Like I love her message, you know, but at the end of the day, if, if she's going to be in support of someone who, you know, has bad behavior, is an appropriate, a sexual predator. Um, <clears throat> if he's someone who goes against all of your principles in terms of, you know, cause she talks a lot about, she talks a lot about men being no good. Right. And so here's someone who is your mentor, who is a man who, um, has committed these kinds of crimes allegedly um, committed these crimes. And so, you know, I, I, I went back and forth this morning, like, well, if this is someone that I truly love, say a good friend of mine, like a brother or a family member, even, and he was accused of these things. Do I just publicly dis distance myself from that person? Well, first I want all the facts, but do I publicly distance myself from that person? Um, or do I support them? Right. And in supporting them, do I risk losing my livelihood, which is the general public that I'm trying to sell my products and business to because of my affiliation with this person? Do I have to now examine my whole, um, 
spiel, which is women's empowerment. Um, what do I do? What, 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 what am I, what am I faced with? And for some people it's a real cut and dry, but now when I think about it, when I think about, um, what she has built and who helped her build, build it. And when I think about, um, myself in terms of how I want to expand my business and grow my business and, 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 and the mentors that, that I may come in contact with and what the future may hold in terms of sustainability and how, you know, my wealth may be directly attached to somebody else's, uh, um, decisions is all very, very, um, convoluted and murky. But at the end of the day, we're all faced with a moral decision, right? Um, very recently, a friend of mine, um, it was revealed that someone in his family had been molesting another family member, and he's very close to the accuser, the, the person being accused. And he's also close to the person who is the accuser. Um, and so, and they're all family members, right? And so it is kind of tough. It's a tough decision when you feel, you know, he feels like he doesn't have all of the information and it's hard for him to make an informed decision. So I guess my question is, do we um, jump to make decisions about, about these things? Does Stormy um, stand by her mentor and try to figure it out and help him become a better person or help him with his image or help him, you know, or try to figure it out and, and be supportive or does she distance herself? Um, does my friend, you know, stand by his relatives and try to help them work it out um, and try to help the healing begin or does he distance himself from the accused predator. Yeah. So that's what I've been thinking about this morning. You know, it's really, it's really, I've had that situation happen in my family where a family member molested another family member. And I'll be honest with you. It was a real cut in cut and clear cut dry decision. However you want to word it. It was very, very clear for me. I made a decision to distance myself from that family member. And as a result of that decision, you know, I'm missing out on like a whole segment of my family because of that decision. Right. And, you know, that, that's something that, that I stand by because I feel like there was no retribution for the entire family, right? Because healing needs to happen for the entire family and that that never happened, right? So it's not just the accuser that is affect it's not just the person who is molested that is affected by this, but it's the entire family that has to deal with it. I feel like a lot needs to happen that didn't happen. Like an apology, therapy, you know, there are things that just need to be in place in order for that person to be able to stay in the family. And so what happens a lot of times is that nothing happens and that person still gets to be around 
and that wound never heals. And so I just didn't want to be a part of that. So I took myself, I exited the situation. Um, but there's also a lot of negatives that go along with that. So either way, um, I think it's a really, really, you know, horrible thing. So my heart goes out to all of the people involved in, in, in both scenarios, all three of the scenarios that I've, I've spoken about. I have a good friend who is going to be, um, who's producing a film about molestation and it should be coming out later this year. It's a short docu-series about, um, a woman's life and, um, how she was affected by sexual, by a sexual assault against children. So I know it's kind of early to be talking about this kind of stuff and it's kind of heavy, but I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, you know, put the question out there, you know, in terms of, you know, our society moving forward. It's so interesting how people, what people decide to get behind based on the relationships they have with, with, an, with another person and, um, how they might condemn one thing. And I'm, 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 I'm putting myself in this as well, how they might condemn, you know, a person for doing the same thing that someone that they love has done. And, um, so I just, I wanted to know what people thought about that. If you want to leave some comments, please do. You can leave some comments on the SoundCloud page or on my Instagram at Sex on Sunday with Katie or my Facebook Sundays with Katie. Um, and just let me know, you know, what you think. I'm going to post a, um, a question there. Um, okay, so moving on, it's May. Part of the reason why I wanted to do a show before May was over is because May is Masturbation Month. You know, growing up, I wasn't a, I, I, I definitely did masturbate, um, to try to get to know my body a little bit more and know, like I was re- always really curious about orgasms and, you know, how to, um, achieve them. And I was curious to know about the tingly parts of my body. And, um, so I used to read books about orgasms and and then I would try it out through masturbation um and then there were times when you know you know I didn't have a sexual partner that I would masturbate but I always felt like overdoing it was not good for you unless you were intentionally trying to learn how to um control your orgasms through through masturbation. I feel like just masturbating all the time only creates, only makes it more difficult for you to achieve masturbation with a partner. And, but that doesn't go for everyone. But for me, I felt like the more I was masturbating, the, the, the less I was able to achieve orgasm with my partners. So I, at some point in my life, slowed down on the masturbation, whereas I might be doing it every day at some point in my life, (laughs) I slowed it down to like, maybe, maybe once a month. But I think, um, I've always had, you know, partners or been too busy to, um, you know, to do it. So, um, but 
May's Masturbation Month, and I hope that you all are exploring and, and pleasuring yourselves with great pride and joy. I can't remember the Surgeon General, the U.S. Surgeon General, and she she promoted self-pleasure or masturbation in teens and was basically fired for it. The, in 1994, actually, the Surgeon General of the U.S., Joyce Lynn Elders, was forced to resign after saying that masturbation is natural and should be taught, like, in schools as a part of sex education, which, oh, my God, that was, what, 25 years ago she was saying that? And um, I was already out of school when she said this, but I do remember it, and it stands out for me because she was a black woman, and she was saying that, you know, People should masturbate and learn masturbation as a way, as a means to like prevent them from prevent kids from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. And lo and behold, here we are 25 years later and I feel like girls gone wild is the, you know, a thing of the norm, right? So millennials are out here, um, and so what do they turn around and do? They turn around because, you know, I've had plenty of millennials on this show. They've turned around and said time and time again that they learn everything that they know about sex through porn, which is hella risky. And um, I think I do think, though, that the millennials are extremely safe. I think I don't know if extremely is the right word, but I do think that they practice so, uh, safe sex practices. And I think that they um, definitely um, are a group that gets tested for sexually transmitted diseases. And I think they are, they're responsible. But um, when Elder said this, you know, it was a time when teenage pregnancy was still, you know, the rates were still high and then the 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 chances of um, of con- of contacting AIDS HIV AIDS was at an all time high, and so I think she was well ahead of her time. But more so, I think with masturbation, um, it really is an opportunity for you to explore different parts of your body and to figure out like what feels good. Um, when I teach my wellness classes, I talk about masturbation in a way to help you engage, you know, your erogenous zones. So like, um, you know, using a feather or, you know, using your hands to explore different parts of your body to see what feels good for you so that you can communicate that to your partner. So, you know, I do promote masturbation in that way and, and sort of an exploratory manner, Um, but I don't think that it should be abused, especially for guys, because, you know, when you're constantly masturbating, you tend to come fast, you know? And so when you're with a woman, you know, you don't want to be in that situation where, you know, where a, a vagina can no longer pleasure you because you're always using your hand. And also, um, when you're masturbating, you should sometimes practice masturbating to the point where just right before you come and just you breathe it out rather than experiencing the orgasm. I think that um, that's a tool that I often use when, when I'm dealing with clients. I'll tell them to 
I'll tell them to um, not to come, but to experience all of the sensations that are built up in the masturbation session. But anyway, um, I did masturbate a few times this, this month, trying out a couple of new toys that I bought uh, from my, my bedroom candy line. I purchased um, a little toy called a hip hop and it's a clitoral massager. Um, and I thought it was fascinating. Like it has like two little bunny ears that slip down in between the vagin between the vagina. Um, because I'm not sure if you guys know, but the clitoris is not just the, the hood that sits above your vaginal opening, but it also extends down behind the skin. There are two muscles, um, that are also extremely, that have a lot of nerve endings in them that are that can be extremely pleasurable in addition to the tip of the, the clitoris. So anyway, I have a toy that massages that. And I have to tell you, like, I don't know, these toys are fantastic. I was never really into them until I started selling them. And with this one, I got an orgasm. I came in like maybe, I would say it was definitely under a minute. And, and the toy is great because it has like seven, seven to nine different, um, vibrations. And, you know, I just kept clicking through until I found the right one. And then it was fantastic. So, and then, so there was the hip, the hip hop. And then I also have a G spot stimulator for those of you who are curious about the G spot and don't know where it is or how to engage it. Um, I have a toy called the I'm hooked and basically it's sole purpose is to help you find your G spot and to achieve G spot orgasm. And it's amazing. Um, took me a little bit longer because I wanted to make sure that, um, what I was feeling was what I was feeling. And then what, because I have, it had G spot orgasms before. So I just want to try it out, see if it worked. And it did. It definitely did. Um, it doesn't replace what it would feel like if you had the right size penis. Um, but it definitely got the job done. Um, so if you're interested in knowing more about those products, please again, hit me up on Instagram at, um, sex on Sunday with Katie or you can email me at sex on Sunday with Katie at Gmail. And I'd be happy to give you some more information on how you can purchase one of the two toys that I just spoke about. Um, what else is going on in May? May is also mental health awareness month. Um, pink, our very, um, our very own pink, uh, my guest co-host, She's out somewhere in Cancun enjoying herself right now with all of the other millennials. I guess they have a big thing that they do down in Cancun over Memorial Weekend. So shout out to Pink. I hope you're down there having lots of fun. Um, but Pink is going to be launching her podcast soon. <clears throat> soon. And she's going to be focusing on mental health. And so she's been doing a big push on her Instagram page this month about mental health awareness. I'm not sure if I ever expressed to you guys, but I'm sure I did. I talk about 
you know, some of the mental health issues that I deal with. And I think it's, I think it's cool to have this platform, this medium to be able to talk about these things. One of the things that I suffer from is ADD. I haven't, I haven't been diagnosed, but I think I, you know, you know, I would, I'm able to, to read through all of the documents and, you know, I look through my life and I can see where and how, um, I've been affected by this and it's, it's so freeing to know that, you know, one, that this condition actually has a name and I think I'm highly functional, but I do, I get distracted. I have to really, I have to really hone in and focus on things. Um, the things that I really enjoy are most easy to do like this. Hello. And then there are things that are a little bit more difficult in terms of being able to focus. You know, ADD is one of those things is a very silent uh, mental disorder. And I think um, people, you know, often label people with ADD as dumb or, you know, unable to focus, talk too much, highly emotional, Um, there are all of these labels that people give, um, folks who lazy, who folks who, uh, struggle with ADD. Um, and I also think that it's something that is, um, genetic that gets passed down. Um, and so I'm someone who is not into taking drugs, although there are some days where I'm like, damn it, I wish I had something I could take, but I think, on those days when it's really, really difficult for me, you know, first I acknowledge it. And then I try to, you know, uh, one of the things that really works for me is writing lists, you know, keeping to do lists and I may have a bunch of them, but keeping them and, and then at the end of the, and just kind of going through them throughout my day. And then at the end of the day, I can look back and see what I was able to finish and what I wasn't able to finish. And then I don't focus so much about time, right? Um, the most important thing is being able to get the things done. Um, however I need to get them done. So where as some people need a finite time to do things, I allow myself a wide window and a wide range to get things done so that at the end, I don't feel like I didn't accomplish anything. Right. Um, so people with ADD have a tendency to want to do things in their own time and in their own way. And you may notice these symptoms in somebody that you know. Um, and if you do, you know, give them a little space, give them a little breathing room, you know, let them do their thing. They will get it done. If, if you can, you know, help them with the tools that I suggest suggested to do the list is one of the major, major things. One of my biggest challenges is getting out of bed some days. So there's a little slight depression there. And then the other thing is, um, arriving to places on time. So, um, what I do in that case is I just, I don't over plan my day. I don't overwhelm myself. You know, if I have to go stay on a job interview, I'm not going to go from work to a job interview. I'm going to take the day off in some cases or take the whole morning off or, you know, take off a good 
chunk of my day to do something with that was going to require me to have a lot of concentration. If I plan a, um, a bedroom candy party, um, I won't do anything else that day. Um, you know, so I try to plan things. I don't overwhelm my day. I used to be able to do it because like I said, I'm highly functional, but now that I have, you know, more kids, a dog, a man, work, all these things, you know, and I'm a little bit older. So my capacity is, you know, a little, um, a little shrunken. I don't do it because then I'm setting myself up to fail. You know, this portion of the show is dedicated to anyone who is out there dealing with mental health issues. And I think in a lot of ways, everyone has something that they're dealing with, but or they know someone that is dealing with something because there are a lot of silent medical, I'm sorry, there are a lot of silent mental disorders um, that people aren't aware of. So shout out to everyone who's dealing with something. Um, just know you're not alone and just know that there are living a world now where you can get help. I just wish you all the best. So in this portion of the show, I wanted to talk to um, everyone about a workshop called Awaken Your Sensuality Using the Ancient Secrets of Oshun. Um, some of you may or may not know that I am a priestess in the Lukumi tradition. I have a crown for Yemaya, Um and um, I have been working very closely with the Orisha. That's a totally different conversation. Um, but Oshun is an African deity from Nigeria. She's um, from the Yoruba people. And she is equivalent to Venus or Aphrodite um, or the, um, I forget the Hindu, the Hindu goddess of pleasure and love and sexuality and sensuality. But Oshun is um, a deity that represents all of those things. She also represents um, business and commerce um, and civilization, but that's another topic. So I decided to design this workshop um, for women who, um, like myself, at some point had lost my libido. Sometimes you might find yourself in a relationship for a really long time and um, you lose that loving feeling or you have hormonal, hormonal changes or depression or whatever it is that is, um, that is preventing you from experiencing pleasure. And so um, a lot of times what happens is the, the outside environment is really getting in the way. It's in your head, right? A lot of the things that we see online, a lot of the negative messages that we've received from our parents, our pastors, um, ex-lovers, things that we think about ourselves that are not true. I mean, we're living in a time now where, um, you know, sex uh, body image and sex positivity are a big, big thing. But there are people who just cannot attach themselves to that very publicly. So I created this workshop, a small, intimate workshop, 
uh, for women to come and to learn different tools that I learned from the goddess Oshun that involves self-reflection, mindful meditation, you know, sensory work through essential oils and, and other products. Also a clearing of, of negative items in your life, negative thoughts, negative things that you just don't love, just like kind of clearing and ridding yourself of things that serve no purpose in your life. So if you are interested in learning more about my workshop, please, again, contact me at Sex on Sunday with Katie on Instagram or email me at uh, sexonsundaywithkatie at gmail.com. And I would be happy to give you more information about this um, workshop, which I think is uh, when when I do the workshop, I definitely teach you a little bit more about Oshun and what she represents and how she is here to help us, you know, as, as a people, everyone, Oshun belongs to everyone. And she teaches us how to love ourselves, which is the key component to pleasure. If you can't love yourself, you can't experience what true organic pleasure is. It's essentially about reclaiming your mind and your body and that connection. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you all just to keep you up to speed with what I'm, what I'm working on, what my mission is. The show has gone through many changes in terms of guest host and host and, and I've been trying to figure it out. But overall, You know, I want to help women know how to achieve more pleasure and feel more comfortable in the space. And I also want to help men um, achieve the same things. So this show, you know, while we've gone through the gamut and we'll still have fun, but I also want to let you know that, you know, there is a mission here to help people uh, engage more in, in, in the joy of sex as opposed to the other ways that we look at it in, in sort of a, a de- from a deviant perspective. And deviant is not my favorite word, but, um, you know, we're living in a time now where, you know, it's very, very easy for, for us to, to, to lose this moment, this great moment of um, sexual liberation and and give it over to commerce again and give it over to capitalists again and then the next thing you know we're right back where we where we started not owning our bodies so my mission is to for lack of a better word decolonize our minds and our bodies and bring them back to ourselves and be happy about it all right guys that's it for this week's show Um, I hope that you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful day today. It's beautiful in New York City. Hopefully it's beautiful where you are. I'm going to get out into the sun and have some fun today. And I will speak to you next week. Bye, lovers.